Welcome to the When I Am Weak podcast. My name is Bethany Sloan and I am your host. So it is the month of February and we just celebrated Valentine's Day. So I want to talk about love today, but I want to talk about um, a type of love or a kind of love that is very difficult for me that I really struggle with and that I think so many people um, struggle with. And it's loving yourself, loving myself. Mark 12, 29 through 31 in the NIV says, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Galatians 5.14 says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we read this command, love your neighbor as yourself, it is easy to assume that most people already love themselves. Because of this assumption, we tend to ignore the as yourself part and really focus on the love your neighbor part. This is what I want to dig through and talk about today. Here is the main point. We can't love our neighbors well if we don't love ourselves. Jesus wasn't against self-love. He was for self-love. He wouldn't have put as yourself in that text if loving yourself wasn't important. As yourself is a key part to loving your neighbor. But what does it mean to love ourselves? If you Google self-love, you will find dozens of articles promoting self-love from various therapy groups. Why is this? Because depression and self-harm and suicide has become such a huge struggle, both in our country, in the United States, and in the world. Self-love is vitally important, and it is not wrong. But when I talk about self-love, I'm not talking about narcissistic or self-obsessed thinking. It's not about being obsessed with ourselves. I want to look at the concept of self-love from a biblical perspective, from Jesus's perspective. What does Jesus mean when he tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves? How does God want us How does God want us to love ourselves? What does as yourself really mean? I've heard it said that our lack of love for ourselves has more to do with what we believe about God than what we believe about ourselves. I think this is so true. Loving myself well stems from my belief that God created me and God loves me no matter what I do or have done. And then out of that belief, choosing to love myself too. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. We usually apply this scripture to loving others, but I think this can be applied to any kind of love. We love God because he first loved us. 
We love ourselves because God first loved us. We love our neighbor because God first loved us. The love of God always comes first. We fail to love ourselves well when we base our love off of what we can or cannot do. When we base our self-love off of what we have, when we base our self-love off of what other people think of us, and when we base our self-love off of our own physical appearance. But when we base our self-love for ourselves off of God's love for us, we find true true fulfillment. Think of a triangle. At the top of the triangle is God's love. At the bottom right corner is self-love, and at the bottom left corner is loving our neighbors. Now that's a love triangle worth bragging about. When we seek God and his love for us, we become better at loving ourselves, and then we can truly love our neighbor as ourselves. The best way to love ourselves is by seeking God's love for us. The Bible is filled with scriptures about God's love for us. Let's read some of those. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Zephaniah three seventeen says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Isaiah 54, 10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. There are many scriptures about God's love for us, and I encourage you to go look at them, write them down, memorize them, and share them with others. It is so important to remind ourselves and others of God's love for us. We can know that God loves us and not fully believe it. We can know that God loves us and not live in it. To live in the love of God means to believe that God's love truly is enough for us. It means that when we don't get what we want, we still find joy and fulfillment in God's love for us. It means when other people are judging us or saying horrible things about us, we still find joy and fulfillment in God's love for us. It means that even when we fail or sin, we find joy and fulfillment in God's love for us because God's love is enough for us. We don't need money to feel worthy. We don't need the perfect job to feel worthy. We don't need the approval of others to feel worthy. We find our self-worth in the love of God. This is a huge struggle for me personally because I care a lot, too much, about what other people think of me. I often lift the opinions of others as more important than the opinion of God when it comes to my self-worth. And yet scripture tells us that God is the righteous judge. 
if God is the righteous judge and if God is all-knowing, which he is, then his opinion of us far outweighs the opinion of others around us. God knows our heart better than anyone else because he is the creator of it. God also loves us more than anybody else, more than our parents, siblings, children, or spouse. God loves us the most. God loves me the most. Which is why seeking his love for us, for me, and living in that love is more fulfilling than anything or anyone else. However, living in the love of God is easier said than done. Jude one twenty one says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. I looked up the words of this scripture in the original Greek translation, and this is what I found. The word keep in the original Greek definition means to keep by guarding, to cause one to escape in safety. The word love in this scripture is agape love, which means affection, goodwill, brotherly love, like friendship. Waiting anxiously means to expect, to receive to oneself, to give access to oneself, to expect the fulfillment of promises. And mercy in this passage means kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and the afflicted, joined with the desire to help them. The providence of God, eternal life. So my personal summary for Jude one twenty one is this. Escape in safety and keep yourself in the love, affection, and goodwill of God. While guarding yourself in God, you should also expect the fulfillment of God's mercy. Wait anxiously and be willing to receive God's kindness, God's goodwill, and his desire to help you. Wait anxiously for the providence of God and for heaven while you keep yourself in the love of God. To keep yourself in God's love means to escape in safety. But what are we escaping from? We are escaping from the fiery darts of the evil one. Ephesians 6.16 says, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The devil will use anything and anyone to try and make us feel worthless. He wants to convince us that we are useless nothings, He wants to lead us into self-hate and depression. Our best defense against the enemy's attacks is our belief that God truly loves us. When we put our faith in God's love for us, we can continue to love ourselves even when the enemy attacks us or even when other people don't love us. My love for myself doesn't have to depend on whether other people love me or not. I can love myself because God loves me and that is enough. This is something I have to preach to myself over and over again. God's love is enough. Because although my head knows this truth, so often my heart struggles to believe it. I get so caught up in what other people think of me and or the negative things people say to me. I allow those fiery darts to penetrate my heart and the opinions of others become my worth or lack of. I begin to dislike or even hate myself because I hold on to the negative, hurtful words of others. Maybe you can relate. 
Maybe you also struggle to love yourself the same way God loves you. Maybe that flows into your inability to love others well because you don't love yourself. I want to encourage you today. Don't give up. Keep seeking Jesus and his love for you. Preach God's love to yourself so that you can then share God's love with other people. Love God so that you can love yourself so that you can love others. I'm not going to give up. I know that Jesus loves me and I know that Jesus loves you. And I don't want to just know that. I want to live in it because God's love truly is our greatest weapon and deepest fulfillment. Then we can successfully love our neighbors as ourselves. Loving ourselves is not wrong. God wants us to love ourselves because he loves us. But we can't love ourselves based off of what other people think. We can't love ourselves in our own strength. We have to love ourselves out of God's love for us. I love myself because God loved me first. I'm going to hold on to that truth and I'm not going to give up. Thank you for listening to the When I Am Weak podcast.